Hey everyone, this is Dr. Dane Donahue and 10 out of 10 doctors recommend the More Than a Club podcast. So I hope you're listening to the next episode. Welcome to the More Than a Club podcast with Marty Cuprian and Bill Lane. Welcome back to the More Than a Club podcast, season three. I'm your co-host, Bill Leahy, along with Marty Cuprian and Kate Henwood. Together, we thought a season three wrap-up episode would be interesting. Not only would it be fun to look back over our third season's journey, but to also look ahead and tee up season four and discuss some of the small changes to our show, the adventures of NXT this summer, and some other interesting thoughts as we head into our last wrap-up episode. So Coach Coop, Coach Kate, it's great to be back with both of you. Thanks for all your hard work. Let's start with wrapping up our club season. Coach Coop, thoughts? Thanks a lot, Bill. Excited to be back in the podcast with you, Justin, and with Kate. Uh, we were all you know, hugging each other in the parking lot, just excited to see, see the gang again. I'm coming off uh, a long camp week, very hot out there. Uh, we also had our club tryouts and our club season ended in the last couple of weeks. So yeah, definitely a lot to reflect on there, coach, but um, a really an awesome journey this year with our club team. Super proud of the efforts of our players, our coaches, and, and really our parents were awesome. Just a special community to be a part of with the next lacrosse club. And um, I love seeing the girls events too. We'll hear more about the girls club today, hopefully from Kate. And then the other side of my job is just education. So running our camps and clinics, uh, we have cradle for little guys, boys and girls, play fast, the fundamental level. We ran camps at Springside Chestnut Hill Academy, at Cabrini University, and at the Proving Grounds. And then also Next Lacrosse Academy camps. We run for advanced middle school and high school players. We have college coaches work those. So awesome to uh, have your day job in lacrosse. I'm definitely fried this week, coach. So um, we're ripping today. Yeah, really good mood, really beautiful day. I'm on my fourth shirt. Uh, Coach Henwood, how about you? How's summer wrapping up uh, on the lacrosse side? Well, I'm not sure if I can top that, Coop, but you know we uh, we're in the same place. We have been just in the the lacrosse grind here for I don't know seven or eight weeks since Memorial Day, um, but it's been an incredible summer, not just for for next and for our club and our events, but I just think for the sport in general. So many exciting things happening with you know the the World Games and sixes and just you know across the the board, it's just been a great positive buzz for the sport. Um, I, I kicked my summer off going to uh, New York City to the U.S. Lacrosse uh, Gala, which was an inaugural event, which was really neat. Um, and heard from, you know, Kyle Harrison and Paul Rabel and Krista Samaras and a bunch of legends. And that was a really incredible way for me to kick off my my summer being in a room uh, with some of those people and, and pretty much the entire U.S. women's team who then went on to, you know, dominate on ESPN all summer. Um, but we have been busy. We, we've been running events. We ran events in three different states uh, every single weekend. Um, some highlights there was a new event we ran called the prequel, which is a, a committed event which I think went off really, really well. And another sort of marquee recruiting event, the Continental Cup was launched this summer, which got a lot of great traction. And two showcases, uh, lots of, you know, tons of talent, tons of college coaches there interacting with them. And then it was just, 
whenever I could, I was just popping over to the club and checking out what they had going on at practice or events or on the sidelines at our tournaments. Um, our 24s are in, you know, the, the prime of their recruiting window right now. So lots of great conversations and, and really it, so much to be excited about, I think, uh, across the board with everything that we're doing. And then just to see some of the little nuggets running around out there at camp is, is really cool too. So I'm a little brain fried. Um, tryouts have been taking the wind out of all of us, but we love this time of year and we're excited to, you know, just, I think, put a cap on it pretty soon here. Deep inside, I am still a high school coach. And so when you two get rolling on the club season and the boys side and the girls side and my head just spins. So maybe you could help me and our listeners, both of you on both sides, walk through how the season kind of unfolds. So we just had tryouts. So we'll start there. Right, so you have club tryouts and take me forward all the way through the winter back to our last event that just wrapped up this summer. How wow. long is this episode, Bill? Yeah, yeah. So I can't believe you just asked us that knowing how, how we both uh, like to run out the shot clock. But for me, I would say it's like a school year, fall, winter, spring, summer. Um, you know, we are starting the year in the fall like a school, like a school teacher would. Uh, and really for these teams, the spring and summer is the uptick of lacrosse season. Uh, and heavier competition, warmer weather. So really the summer for us in June and July becomes uh, weekend tournaments, some daytime tournaments, uh, during the week tournaments as well. But our club was in New Jersey, Maryland, uh, Virginia, New York, Pennsylvania. Um, and like Kate said, sometimes all in the same weekend, uh, Delaware at all these events competing. So um, I would say the long and short of it is tons of opportunities for our kids to compete against people from all over the country playing the sport they love. We see families making weekends out of it and, you know, lifelong memories out of it. Um, and then we, we see some, some bad and ugly stuff that goes along with youth sports and over competitive uh, dynamics there too. So, but for me, end of a great year uh, was a successful summer with, um, you know, kids being healthy, happy, lots of smiles, development, and, um, you know, really a breath here at the end of the summer, going to enjoy the end of July and August. And then when school gears up, uh, fall sports gear up and our kids will kind of be juggling lacrosse again. So I always say the fall and the winter are kind of a science experiment because most of our kids are serious in other sports in those seasons and we want them to be. So um, knowing that they want to commit to lacrosse year round and that the spring and the summer are really what we're building towards uh, right now is a good time to get to know uh, new players to a club and their goals and their what they're all about and their other commitments and you know things that make them a student athlete and then returning players you want to give them feedback and continue to develop and be there for them um, and then for us Kate and Kate and I do this full time it's making sure you're you have coaches hired and practices scheduled and facilities and things like that dialed in so those things are fun in the upcoming seasons and that's something that we take a lot of pride in that next. So um, long-winded answer of, um, you know, I, I like to run our club like it's a private school and, um, you know, could go more into that. But Coach Henwood, take it away. Yeah, no, I mean, if you're, you're saying a lot of the same things that I would. I actually found myself under a tent this past summer with about five or six college kids that were all working as field coordinators as an at an event. And a lot of them, I think, played college lacrosse at various levels. And 
they started just kind of asking me about my job. I think that they were kind of confused, like about what I did and why was I in charge of this and what was all of this? And, and one of them was like, so what do you do during the week? (laughs) And like, is there anything to do? And I'm like, well, and I kind of went on a long, you know, long-winded answer about all the different behind the scenes admin things that go into what we do and, and why I think it is so important that it is a full-time job for people. Um, not that, you know, that people who do it part-time aren't great at what they do, but there's just so much that goes into, you know, every single thing. Um, and when I first got into this, I came from teaching. I was a little frustrated, I think, by like you, Bill, you talk all the time about culture. I didn't feel like I had enough daily interactions with these kids. I didn't have enough, you know, touch points throughout the week or even the day or the season, you know, to really make that impact and to have that effect that I wanted to, because I saw them once a week at practice or twice a week and maybe on the weekends. But what I'm learning now is actually that we're in this for what, seven or eight years now. Um, what I'm finding is that I might not get to have that daily interaction with the kids during the season, but we're a part of their journey from, you know, the time that they first pick up a lacrosse stick to when we send them off to college. And that's unique and that's different. And that's what I think I have come to really enjoy is learning about not just the different levels of like youth and high school and all the different things that come with each of those levels, but, um, Watching one single individual kid transform through those levels, I think has been really, really uh, just inspiring and insightful and a really neat aspect of what we do. So um, maybe not as much of the technical operational stuff that Coop mentioned, because all that's critical too, but just reflecting on it, I think that was something that I kind of realized this year was really neat about what we do. Now, both of you jumped over our box season in the winter, and that's the only area where I get to play on both sides. I help train the coaches outdoor. We're both on, riding your coattails. On yeah, the we're boys. there to listen and learn from you guys. <laughs> you know that. On the boys' side, but then I get to wonderfully help the past two years on the girls' side for women's box. Coach, let's talk about it. It's been fun, huh? Bringing the girls inside. People are already talking about box in the winter, and I'm, I'm fired up. I have as well, Kate. I had three people ask me in the last week about girls, girls box lacrosse, and um, it's pretty amazing. And I'm, in my head, I'm going, "That's a while away." And then I'm going, "I think we have an August camp, an August box <laughs> camp." You know. So, how about Coach Leahy? How about you? Like your role at Next and a guidance counselor. You know, sometimes taking parent phone calls or um, helping them through something, or mentoring our coaches and overseeing those guys buzzing around practices like what was your summer like well i'll jump back on the women's side i loved working with coach kate in the box on the women's side i like coach bill can you fix my hair coach bill can you and i the first day we had them in last year in the box when we had them hit each other kate yeah and some of them were like boy i don't like this a couple a couple others were like okay i'll figure this out and then there were more than a handful said, turn me loose. Are you kidding? I can hit people and drive them. I just thought traveling around and working with those girls and some of the tournaments that we played in just to watch them grow in their game. And then I wonder, I guess from you coach, did you see for any of them that play in the club, like a difference? Is it making a difference that the women play box and then carry something to the outdoor? I I absolutely think that it is. I mean, you know, there's obviously a little bit of a transition anytime you go back to switching between sticks, but that just, 
takes a day, you know, just get on the wall, get your, you know, get your handle right again, understand the release of your stick. But these girls are, you know, weaving in and out of traffic. I think they're making much faster decisions, you know, part of the youth game, what makes it so hard, I think for higher level coaches to watch is just the the speed of it. But these girls are now not missing that pass. You know, they're making it on time and it's on a rope because it has to be in the box. And, and I actually was able to see some of the same girls who played box for us, um, increase the speed of their decision-making and then therefore the speed of their actual play on the field this past uh, spring and summer. And I always talk about, you know, confidence and aggressiveness. Um, You know, I think that those two things are intangibles that box basically encourages. And, you know, I think women, a lot of times are told you can be aggressive, but to a point and box throws all that out the window, like be aggressive and like slam somebody into the boards and then like, you know, keep going through them. And obviously there's penalties and that sort of thing. Um, And we want to be good sports, but it enables our girls to realize that there's this whole other level of physicality that, that they can play with and play through. And when they get bumped a little bit on the lacrosse field, you know, in, in on the field where it's legal, they're not just falling over or kind of crumbling, you know, they're, they're absorbing those, those hits and they're taking it as if it was, you know, nothing. So those things I think have been incredibly tangible and um, have really positively impacted our, our players. That must have come from some of the scrimmages against the boys where I would say to you, I don't know about this coach and I couldn't have been more wrong. Boy, we won a couple, hung in there for a bunch and only one or two just, you know, what the horse got out of the barn and it was just ugly. But most of them, the girls were right there and um, playing great indoor. Once they learned how to uh, quickly transition, you know, back and not allow a fast break, usually that fast break is what let things, you know, things got a little ugly. And then on the boys' side, Coach, I really like working with her. Yeah, you did a great job this year. So I, I did want to sing your praises for kind of leading our our young coaching staff, developing uh, the young men that work with our boys, and also always just being there. So if a coach has a tough conversation or you know a moment with of frustration and needs some advice, I kind of only take them so far sometimes, and it's like I think you need to talk to Coach Leahy, um, and you both come out of it you know better. So. But yeah, I'd love to hear about, you know, summer under your hat. I think the phone calls from the coaches after a game, they'd call and say, my 2-3-1 yeah, offense yeah. isn't working the way I thought. And can we come up with some new some man up workshops. ideas? And yeah, I really enjoyed that, especially, I think, uh, being on the sideline then and holding my own tongue, not having to chime in and tell them what to do. But then maybe at halftime or a timeout, I'd walk over and say, so what do you think would be a good idea here? Or what are you thinking yeah. exactly? So that they had to come up with it. And then I'd walk away either saying, that's outstanding, or it's not what I would do. <laughs> so, right. yeah. And I'm not in charge. I'm going to keep walking. Right. Good luck with that. Yeah. Good luck with that. So I really enjoyed the role I had, especially working with the parents, being under the tent. Yeah. It was all just good stuff on both Thank sides. You. So I'm really grateful to both of you that I get to be with the boys a little bit, the girls a little bit. And all of it makes me a better dad, a better teacher, a better coach. So. Yeah, we're all better. Oh, I was just going to say, I'll sing your praises too, Bill, One for one more ma- minute here. I would just say that, you know, it takes a special kind of person, I think, to be able to relate to like high school boys and then also, you know, third grade girls. And you're pretty magical at that. And Coop, you are too. I mean, I know you have experience with, you know, being a second grade teacher and also coaching high school boys, but um, it's- we, a- will, we will totally take the compliment and uh, cheers to you here in the office. So Cheers, I'm drinking nice my treat. Gatorade. <laughs> 
So let's roll into Coach Kate. What was it like to join us a little bit? You had two or three different episodes where you were a co-host, either filling in for me or for Coach Coop. We loved having you. You're strong. You're going to join us a whole lot more next year and help us bring in some more, more women coaches and then talk about the game with them, which is something that I can't do too well. Um, so what was it like joining us? I mean, both of you are so easy to talk to in real life. So it just feels like another conversation that I think we're having, you know, um, in the office or on the sideline or in the box somewhere. Um, but it, it's been a great experience for me personally. You know, it opens my eyes, I think, to new ideas and and insight that that you both bring to the table. And obviously from our guests, um, it's helped me, I think, just kind of grow professionally and prepare myself in different ways that maybe I hadn't in the past about how am I going to talk about this? You know, we're going to bring up some sensitive issues here. Let's, how do I prepare myself to make sure that I'm talking about those things the right way and, and, um, you know, giving, giving enough credit and due to all the individuals who deserve it. Um, so it's been a challenge in a, in a fun new way for me. And I've just, been really excited to be a part of it. I listen to podcasts all the time, um, usually about like true crime or politics. So this is a lot more interesting than those things. <laughs> Any thoughts as you look ahead to season four and joining us? Anything new you'd want to bring to the show? Changes you'd like to suggest? Yeah, I just want to keep you guys casual. Um, <laughs> I want to just, you know, keep the conversation loose and flowing and just, you know, help add insight and certainly bring in some guests. Uh, I'd love to be able to continue to dialogue about the hot topics in our sport. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of gender related issues out there. Uh, there's also just issues that are very neutral and transferable between men's and women's lacrosse, but it's great to be able to talk about it from both sides. So um, I have some really great ideas about some guests that I have lined up, some funny personalities, some legendary personalities. So uh, everybody should, I think, be excited because we're definitely going to take a little bit more of a spin into the girls' side this year, um, but continuing to make sure that we're looking at everything from every angle. I can't wait on the X and O side because I'm good, but I'm not great. So I'm going to hold on, especially when we get to these X and O insights and drills and see what you teach me, Coach, along with the guests. Can't wait. I'm excited, too. Great stuff. So let's take a look back at this past season. Season three, I believe. Hard to believe we've been doing at it that long. But Coach Leahy and I started this show once upon a time at the Navy Yard in Philadelphia. Uh, we're now at the new Next headquarters in Conshohocken. So look us up if you're in the area. But episode one of this season was Mike Murphy, head coach of Penn, uh, before his outstanding spring season. Um, another one for him. Coach, uh, what do you remember from that show? How they handled COVID. Yeah, I remember uh, I also liked his Native American uh, touch that they have in the program, uh, dividing the team into different tribes. And it was cool to hear him talk about being a, a football dad. His son was a pretty awesome high school football player, and he talked about how cool that is, you know, every weekend to just be a parent and be a fan. Well, then we had Chris Goldberg on. Uh, of phillylacrosse.com, a legend. I know Coach Henwood said that is her favorite episode. Listen to it once a week. Kate, any thoughts on Chris Goldberg and his time with us? Chris is great. You know, I'm smiling because I'm just laughing at, at him and his personality and how much energy he always brings to every interview and every conversation. And, you know, you can't have a conversation without him just starting to rattle off statistics about some game that you're supposed <laughs> to remember from like 2003. 
Um, so he's, he's definitely an encyclopedia of knowledge of lacrosse in the area and nationally, and just love talking to him. Great guy. I liked his focus on service and he tells the Philly lacrosse story on both sides of the ball. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, His homework was get involved in community service. Our next episode was John Beezer from Radnor. Won a state championship, just won another state championship. Thoughts on that one, coach? Yeah, some say it's the More Than a Club podcast bump. Uh, others just say he's a great guy and great coach. So I'll say congrats to Beej and, and Rala. We love them. Yeah. Uh, the next one was Brian Kelly, who I know is your buddy from growing up. That's the one that's had the biggest impact on me. Uh, he talked a lot about getting to a point in his career many years into coaching where he realized that he should not be outcome-oriented and that it really wasn't about that end result, that whatever the scoreboard said or whatever the record said at the end of the year, it's, it's all those little things um, that are part of the process that's most important. And sometimes uh, people get lost uh, being outcome-oriented. And there hasn't been a day or a week where I haven't gotten back to that in that conversation. So really powerful for me. Uh, just leaving some of those events Coach Henwood, I see you nodding where it's like 3-0, and we're amazing. We feel so good. Everyone's so fired up. We're 0-3. And it's like, nope, it wasn't really about that. And we got we to play You could be 0-3 and feel great about how you played that day. Exactly. I, w- I was very grateful um, because I realized that a lot of the things that go into the process of Next and the teams that I'm a part of are, are really great and, and special. So heavy reflection there, but pass it on to BK. I enjoyed being with my old friend and especially both of us teaching at schools of faith, hearing how he works with the young men in a spiritual sense while in the lacrosse field kind of resonated with me since I do the same thing. We kind of grew up together, same kind of churches, same kind of young men we played with and uh, played together. So that was really great to walk down memory lane with an old friend. Then we moved on to Grant Ament. Have it for Guy. Yeah, Grant, what a stud. Uh, Obviously one of the best players in the world. Also a really sharp young coach that I got to work with. And our episode was prior to the season, but tremendous job last spring at Haverford School for Grant. Um, And awesome for Brett Manny and I to to work with him and learn from him along with Coach Dawson. And then, Kate, you've worked with Grant a little bit too. Any any impressions? It was awesome and very professional, very articulate. Uh, He did a great job breaking down things in terms of just like a skill development, player development aspect. We worked with him a little bit with the scorers league and it was fun to watch him learn as we went to, you know, learning some things about the women's game and just, you know, some of the mechanics with your hands and your wrists and you could see his gears turning. So it was pretty cool to work with someone who's such a world-class athlete and, and watch them teach the game. Yeah. I've been handing that episode to a lot of our young players. He said a lot of things about being a party starter on his team and realizing that if he shares the ball and gets other guys involved and feeling good, that the party's more fun and he can get his goals later. So that uh, that's a great a great one to listen to. We then moved into a non-lacrosse show, which was Dr. Dane Donahoe, chiropractor, but founder of the Wellness Solutions Center. And I really enjoyed how he looked at wellness from all the human dimensions, right? To be emotionally well, physically well, spiritually well, relationally well in terms of social interactions. I just enjoyed his approach to life, which then carries over to athletics. Yeah, really thoughtful and and great guy. I'll never forget my in-laws asking me that night when I got home, like, hey, what was the podcast about tonight? And, you know, I explained wellness solutions with Dr. Dane and, you know, here's the uh, the triumvirate. And then things got a little little hazy there, coach, as you can imagine. But um, (laughs) 
Coach Peter Toner from Gettysburg was our next one, and uh, really cool to have him. He talked a lot about his transition from being a D1, you know, lead assistant and recruiter at Penn State, um, and you know, being a part of their uh, record success and building the program there, and now a head coach at Gettysburg. It was good to be with my old friend from Team USA, who took such good care of me, and to see him now move on to be head coach in his own right and the challenges that he was facing with no assistant coaches and like 60 kids he told us on one field yeah some of the things he was saying had us had us uh you know kind of looking at each other like wow you know that that's a tougher day than we had um you know coaching the fourth grade team here at next but our next guest was Lori deluca uh who we're lucky enough to work full-time with kate tell us a little bit about coach deluca her episode and and really her energy yeah, Lori is incredible. She's a Delco legend, first and foremost. Uh, you can't really get around this area and be on a lacrosse field and, and not know the Tortorelli family. So everyone affectionately calls her Tort. She leads our youth program here at Next and coaches uh, our club program for, for the younger teams. Just incredible energy. She was a fantastic player. Uh, she was a goalie. Her and her, her sister Lee were both incredible college goalies, all Americans in their own right. And she has two daughters in the club. So I think she gave a really, a really interesting perspective of, you know, being a parent and a coach. And I think really, she's just such a grounded person, you know, just salt of the earth, just so organic in her thoughts and, and positive and always thinks the best of people in situations and comes with that perspective. So she brought that to the episode and it was really neat to see that shine through. Great. After that, we had Coach Reggie Thorpe, who's at the University of Florida. He also works with 3D and three-step lacrosse and, you know, does a, a number of things with both men's and women's lacrosse. Uh, Kate, tell me more about that one. Reggie's great. We had a fun time. I think it was me, you, and Reggie. Um, and he he really brought the energy. We took him down memory lane a little bit, and we learned a lot about his box career, which, you know, he's just one of those people who has so many chapters and layers to his career that you just uncover another one that you never knew even existed. But he has like a ring from and three championships from, you know, so it's he's very, very inspiring on many levels. And it's great that he's able to work with both the men and the women. And then we had local young men NXT made it big. Ryan Tarafenko. Yeah, yeah. One of the poster boys for hard work uh, from our club over the years, Ryan Tarafenko. Uh, he told his story about going from a second or third line midfielder and hearing you know, feedback in high school from his club coach, acting on it and, and really carrying a chip on his shoulder ever since. He was actually a PLL All-Star this year, second year in the league. Um, he was an All-Star reserve and I think uh, must have gotten bumped in there due to an injury. But next thing I know, you know, there's our boy Frico running down the field 700 miles an hour and almost ran through the goal, Coach Leahy, but he did shoot it and score uh, before he ran through the crease, and we're really proud of him. So another great episode because he's now a coach. He's a defensive coordinator at Culver. So, you know, a guy that I once coached in sixth, seventh grade was sending me scouting reports, high-level scouting reports this spring on schools like Calvert Hall. And to see the lacrosse brain on that guy um, was pretty impressive. So another great guest and great episode. As we come to the end here, we had Mike Levin from Harlem Lacrosse. Coach Kate, me and you had the privilege of doing this one. One of my favorite uh, aspects of this show was actually behind the scenes. Often I speak with the guests in advance you know, to prepare for their visit. We go over the outline 
talk about concerns. And he and I just had such a great exchange of getting on the same page so that we would have an outstanding show. I mean, you just helped bring it to another level. But behind the scenes, it was really kind of fun. We had commenting. We were talking about other things as well. And he's like, well, like, I'm a New York Times guy. And I said, well, I'm a Wall Street (laughs) Journal guy. And then he said, together, let's make this a great Harlem lacrosse show. And I was was like, amen, let's roll. Yeah, he's super cerebral. And, and I actually, you know how in the episode he was challenging me about the the fundraiser event, the big gala at the end of the year. He's like, oh, it's our big I was going to ask. You went to that, right? I, well, he was like, oh, you better get a ticket. They're all yeah. sold out. Well, I actually found myself a ticket and made my way there and went up and introduced myself in person. So it was kind of a, oh. a really fun, full circle, more than a club moment for me. And then Matt Hogan, what I loved about Coach Hogan is one, I've known him forever. So one of our two guests who call me Billy the entire time, along with Coach Kelly, because anybody from Baltimore still knows me as a little guy. But I loved his story, right? He's been all over, from Cortland all the way through Navy, and then he ends up back in Annapolis, kind of where he started. I just, as he told the story, I kept thinking, it is, it is a small world. And you bump into so many people, and you take, he took this trip, upstate New York, and then yeah. back down. Philly was in there somewhere when he was at Penn. Yeah. And now he arrives in, in the club world as an older coach. And I just saw that his son was promoted, I think, to be the offensive coordinator at Georgetown. Amazing. Really cool. Yeah. Uh, I What sticks out to me of that one is thanking his wife, you know, for being along for the ride and being his, his best teammate. And then uh, the quote on commitment. He, he said all these parents sign their kids up for sports, youth sports, to teach them all the lessons that go with it. And one of the most important ones is to teach them about commitment. And that's what people say. And then they're not really totally committed to it. And so you're, you're telling them, you're teaching them about commitment and being committed to something, but then you're doing it halfway. And I mean, that's something that, again, I think about, you know, maybe once a day, a couple times a week and, and reflect on in some conversations that I have. So Really great guests that I think were stimulating for for us, but also for parents that, that have listened, uh, for coaches. And we would love to hear more of our players listening. Um, I definitely have some some young guys in the club that are devoted listeners, have some others that I, I have to tell them that Matt Rambo was one of the guests or Grant was one of the guests. Um, but really could um, put on any of those episodes tomorrow and, and hear some things that you're going to nod your head to or that... Uh, resonate with the you know the youth sports experience that you're having i also loved our classic replays we introduced some of our season one and season two shows and then redid them with the minute notes and a new introduction yeah and i really enjoyed how we kind of scattered them in and we'll do a bunch of them next year as well we still have to redo chris coach bates matt rambo uh, coach doherty who was a riot i think brian volker tony resch and uh, the Mannion Foundation. All those are set up for classic replays into the future. So I look forward to doing those. What I like looking back the most is that you're never well-rounded enough. And I just made a quick list, right? We had men, guests, women. We had high school coaches, college coaches, club coaches, pro coaches, indoor coaches, outdoor coaches, <laughs> as well as players in, ev- in every level. You know, We also had social guests like Chris Goldberg and Dr. Dane and um, Coach Le- Levin. So we kind of hit most bases, but we have more bases to hit in the future. So I look forward to next season, introducing some women coaches along with you, coach, and, you know, and looking for what challenging areas we still haven't attempted to tackle. So all in all, I think a good wrap up. 
Yeah, it's great. Getting a lot of good feedback. I know recruiting is definitely a topic that a lot of parents go, hey, can you do an episode on this? I'm like, we probably couldn't do enough episodes on recruiting, um, but it might be a good a good one to uh, you know share some different perspectives. And then having a, a parent and a player in the studio with us, I think would be pretty cool, Kate. Um, maybe someone from the girls club or the boys club at next. Um, Coach, anything else you want to say about the future shows, or should we kind of kind of leave them on the uh, cliff here? No, I think we'll just give them a couple. Okay, go highlights. For it. Of course, Coach Kate, you're going to help us with some new guests from the women's game, and I think we've kicked around the idea that we'd like to have a Native American guest. We'd also like to have a referee. Yeah, maybe on both sides of the ball. We haven't done that as yet. We haven't taken um, as a guest the last Philly men's side, which is Coach Corrado Villanova. So I think we have to make sure we're fair to the big five, big six here in Philly, and we bring them all in. I actually uh, used to work with Mike, so that would go well. I could talk with him a little bit about my my three seasons as a Wildcat. And then um, we'll keep looking at our high, local high school coaches and some players, thinking Michael Sowers and um, some co- coaches like Coach Schlingwall, Coach Cottle, Coach Tamboni. We'll have to put out some feelers, but I think we have a nice list again in many different categories. Awesome. I would just say thanks to Coach Leahy because my son was born in October and you kept us going with the podcast, uh, whether it was calling me a few times or writing the script. And um, I really just thank you for the work going into it so that we could just show up and talk lacrosse. But it's always so organized that even if I'm not, we're still dialed in. So uh, Coach Henwood, thanks for stepping in. It's been an awesome year. Coach DeLuca as well. And uh, no signs of stopping here at Next. Um, it has been a year since Next was uh, purchased by Three Step, and we're now a part of a much larger, you know, youth sports and sports education business. And there's a lot of guests within Three Step, kind of like Matt Hogan and Reggie Thorpe, that you know we now get to work with and learn from. So I know the podcast has been a hit at Three Step from these other parties learning about Next and learning about the Philly community. So. Um, if you're listening and, you know, fit any of the descriptions that we've talked about or want to get on here and talk shop about youth sports and lacrosse, let's do it. Coach, let's move on. Uh, let's talk about our, our hot topics that we like to hit on each of these episodes. For our youth sports hot topic today, I was just kind of thinking, let's reflect a little bit on the summer that we've just had. Um, you know, what are some things that maybe fall in the category of, of the good, the bad, the ugly? Uh, that you saw either with, you know, our own teams or at an event or, you know, maybe an email that that you got or were were communicated with on, Um, you know, what are some stories from the summer? I thought we could start with Coach Henwood, uh, being that you wear multiple hats, helping with the club sometimes, but really your main job is running events, uh, the showcase events, the tournaments, and dealing with all stakeholders, you know, what's some of the good, the bad, the ugly? Well, I could probably wrap it up in, in just kind of a description of one weekend for us, which was (laughs) sure. Take us through. Yeah. This, well, there's a lot of good, bad and ugly, obviously across every season and you see some really tough things and um, you know, there's some tough moments you have to fight through and, and overcome and, you know, rely on your allies and your, and your teammates really just like you would, if it was, you know, a a situation on a lacrosse field. Um, But I would say that, you know, one, one of our biggest threats this past year was, you know, just 
just the weather as it always is. And um, we were at the second weekend in July, we're running the crab cake, which is, you know, like a 14 field youth event in Maryland. And we get, we get noticed that we're losing all the grass fields. Um, And so we mobilized, we, you know, we moved all of our, our staff around. We were able to, to locate three other local high schools with one turf field each. And we just kind of identified these set, these satellite sites, our, our, our operations team just sprung into action, you know, they're experts and we divided up all of our gear that we had and, and we made it work. We, we moved the, all the fields around, all the schedules communicated to everybody. And, you know, it wasn't pretty, it wasn't perfect, um, but everybody got games in and everyone was really happy about that. Cause I think a lot of times in those scenarios, people will just kind of throw in the towel and say, Oh, sorry, everyone. Like we don't have fields. We can't host an event and nothing we can do about it. And, you know, people have driven six hours, stayed in a hotel room, whatever it might've been, uh, paid their, you know, their way there. And it's just really deflating when those things happen. So I was just really proud of our team for rallying in that moment. And it, again, we worked really long days, um, you know, didn't sleep that much, put a lot of miles on all of our personal vehicles and made big sacrifices so that the kids could play lacrosse. And, and I think at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. And we just kept that in the back of our minds as, as we pulled through those moments. Um, and I think it kind of, it showed a little bit of the ugly, you know, the good. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, everybody left happy. So it was a good full circle weekend for us. For me, coach, the good is, of course, working with our coaches, but I loved our two unique practices. One was the night where you let me be in charge and we did the international rules. Oh, yeah, that's still a hit. I heard about that today at camp. Yeah, we had a great time. So we had different countries and I introduced some some of the basic international rules. They had to sit in a chair for their penalties. They thought that was an absolute riot. <laughs> yeah. no, no sub, no dead horn subbing. Uh, that was a fun night. And so was the night where uh, we ran sixes Oh yeah, with the guys. Absolutely. That was a great night, too. Um, on the bad side, my Chick-fil-A got stolen. At, uh, <laughs> when I brought this up earlier, he said he talked about the Chick-fil-A. I'm like, oh, man, this is perfect, Bill. Mid-summer championship. It was just gone. I think they delivered it. Where in. did you leave it? I mean, how did this how did this go down? I just think the Chick-fil-A person brought it, and one of the guests said, that's mine. And just, okay. they just took it. Okay. I could see that's it really happening. really unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. That, that goes up there in the highest priority. That's a tough one. Problems. So. And you, Coach Coop, highs, lows? Yeah, the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, I would say there was there was a video I saw online the other day it was really funny. It was um, it was a meme, and it was about coaches going further and further out on the field, and and it's like, are you really a club coach if you're not on the field coaching? And these guys are just yelling like, uh, you know, this crazy stuff, but they keep going further out than the other guy. And I had a lot of moments this this summer where I looked around at the sidelines and just you know, took a deep breath and had to remind myself, like I've said before, like, Hey, we're at a fifth grade lacrosse game and it's beautiful. And there's, you know, these awesome trees around the sky looks really cool. Like whatever's happening on this field is not causing me to freak out right now or yell at another adult, whether it's a ref or another coach or just kind of catch yourself. But I also caught some of the bad, the ugly and, and looking at some other sidelines going, I cannot believe the way that that adult is speaking to a kid or even just some of the parent stuff to referees, I think is usually the bad, the ugly. Um, and it's kind of a, a norm of youth sports these days where I would credit the next parents this summer. I thought our um, just the 
the tone and the behavior and, um, you know, the way that we carried ourselves was pretty positive as a community from our coaches to our kids and, and the adults that are the parents, because there's hundreds of parents on that far sideline. So it doesn't take much to ruin a, an eight year old or nine year olds, you know, concentration or day or weekend. And, and some of that is definitely the, the ugly where as a club director, I get a little bit of the, you know, communication from adults of like, so-and-so said this, or this was said, or, um, secondhand things that you're going like, really? Like, I, I can't believe that. And, and that makes me sad. And I want to, uh, address it. But at the same time, we're addressing a lot of stuff here and it's 95 degrees out. And, um, you know, we have 13 players. Uh, so there's a lot going on on some of those weekends. So yeah, coach lay, he's giving me the look. I got to move on coach. <laughs> my question, uh, and we'll call it our X and O inside of the week for coaches. Kate, when you're at an event with the college coaches and you're having candid conversations or Bill, you're working the showcase buzzing around. What are those conversations about? Um, what are some of the top hot topics this summer with, you know, those, those college coaches that everyone's wants to play in front of and eventually wants to play for. Yeah. I, I want to know like what it's about. I, I asked coach Leahy, like he, is he talking about fishing, you know, or does he start with LaSalle or does it start with how, how are you doing today? Like you just give us a glimpse. Going just some of that personal stuff uh, or sorry to hear about the loss in your family, whatever it might be, you know, just sure. think catching up, especially now. I mean, there's people that I saw this summer who I hadn't seen for two or three years because of COVID. Um, so there was a lot of reunions, I think this past summer, uh, which was really neat and be able to see people again. Um, and honestly, you know, some of the things that I'm talking to them about are, um, you know, what's your vibe on the 24 class? What's your vibe on the 25, you know, what's the talent like across the board? Cause I don't always get to see all of the teams, you know, like they do at all of these events. So I'm curious about those things or who are the, you know, the top players or who are the top teams right now, you know, like which teams are really that good. Um, and then I'm curious to hear about what's going on on their campuses, you know, and, and like we're sending kids to them to play and what are the things that they're dealing with? Uh, what are, you know, how are the NILs impacting, you know, their daily life? Something I'm asking a lot about, I'm very curious about the transfer portal and how that's affecting, you know, their decisions with recruiting and their lineups and their depth, depth charts. So lots of those technical type of things for sure. Um, lots of mental health things too, you know, just, uh, I think that's been a big push for a lot of ad administrations out there because of all the unfortunate tragedies that have occurred recently more than ever. And that trend, um, in suicides and, and, you know, really, sad moments that have happened across the community and the world with just young people today and the stresses that they're under and just talking a little bit through that. Cause you know, again, we're sending our kids to these, to these coaches and on these campuses and these parents are doing the same. And we're just curious to hear what, what their world is like and what, you know, what things they're going through. And for me on the college side, it's catching up with old friends and colleagues. I let Coach Law handle the recruiting of sure, yeah. our, our older guys. But our younger guys in middle school, being under the tent with parents and the kids, I really enjoy that. And they want to talk about high school often 
many of these families are seventh graders, sixth graders, seventh graders are yeah. starting to look at schools. They're asking me my opinion as a guidance counselor. What do I think of the schools? Of course, I'm biased, so that doesn't always go well. Uh -huh. Anyway, <laughs> uh, and often they bring up like challenges off the side as parents. We're having trouble with our kiddo here in school, in relationships. So, um, and of course, they love hearing about their own child. So I always enjoy hearing about their family and then giving my 10 cents about how much I enjoy them at practice, at the tournaments. And I think on the true X and O side, I really enjoyed some of our tournaments this year that had a clock. I enjoyed the, the clear NCA rules, which you haven't always seen in, in summer club. Yeah. I loved having a clock because I'm the first who always says to the guys, you know, you have your team and what you're trying to accomplish with your own strengths and talents. You have the other team of where you're trying to eliminate their strengths, and you have the clock. And managing the clock is a major part of being an athlete in a competitive sport and being a coach especially. And having that clock where I can finally say, see, there's two <laughs> minutes left, yeah. and you're winning by three. Tommy, why are you still shooting? We don't need any more goals. We need the clock to run out, and this game is over. So I really felt as if I got to chime in a bunch with the young men and the coaches and talk about there's a new opponent here. Is this clock for you or against you, and how do you want to manage it, or do you not even care? <laughs> yeah. What clock, Coach? <laughs> yeah. Tommy has no idea. Time awesome. check. Time check. Time check. That's what yeah. you, you don't have one, so yeah, I, I love being at the Proving Grounds during the Midsummer Classic event, and they had the shot clock, and I had my Play Fast Lacrosse camp go up to one of the fields where the tournament was running, and we, we got to watch the game. Neil. The, the kids are going, well, what's that clock? Yeah, we got to some, watch some of our coaches who were at the camp, our 23s, Vin and Neil, uh, you know, Coach Vin, Coach Neil to these kids. We got to see them play, and they uh, had an awesome game. So it was really cool just to see the joy on their faces. So. Um, we usually close this with culture building, something for players. I just wanted to share a story from Cradle Camp this week. Cradle's our co-ed introductory program for boys and girls, four to eight. We had a six-year-old boy who was named Camper of the Week, or Camper of the Day on Wednesday, which is the third out of four days of the camp. And he comes up to the coaches and grabs his prize. It was a t-shirt or socks, whatever it was. And I'm in the back just yelling, speech, speech. Um, you know, just, just being that guy. And this six-year-old turns around and, and he's ready to give a speech. And he basically says, I'm having such a great time here. I love learning lacrosse with all of you. And this group is really coming together and it's special. And he kind of just dropped the mic there and everyone looked at each other like, wow, like that guy just said it all. And uh, that, that for me was just the, the gratitude of like, we're on a field playing lacrosse. It's sunny. It's beautiful. And this is fun. So that carried me through the rest of the week uh, as a lacrosse zombie through this last week of camp. But great story to, sh to share with everyone um, just how happy the, the game made him. So awesome stuff there. All right. Our last section is our rapid fire next homework. Let's go! And so we're going to break this up among the three of us. And we'll start with you, Coach Henwood. What homework do you have for a parent who's listening? All right, parents, I'm going to encourage you to check out the, I guess, the old school way of looking for the TV guide, right? But look at Twitter, look wherever you can, try to find when that lacrosse is and when it's on and make sure that your kids are watching it. 
uh, especially the women's game had a lot of visibility this past year. And I think that, that, you know, the women have a lot to learn from the men's game, but the men have a lot to learn from the women's game too. And that, that U S women's team that was on television this past year was incredibly impressive. Just the way they moved the rock, the, you know, their precision, even their skills, you know, with Kayla trainer doing a, a behind the back fake during a fast break. These are some things that like, you know, boys can't really usually master um, with a boys stick until an advanced level. And it was just incredible to see that. So my homework for parents is to encourage your sons and daughters to watch both versions of the game, find it on TV, have it on at the house, have it on when you're down at the shore, you know, in the background, put it on wherever you can just Let's let's respect all versions of the game and let's watch and learn from each other. I'm biting my tongue. Film's my thing. You're rolling there. I have so much to say. I'm going to move on. Coach Coop, homework for coaches who are listening. Yeah, I'll give a podcast recommendation. My favorite new podcast I've come across is called Youth Inc. Youth, like youth sports. Um, Inc, like incorporated. But also it sounds like you think, uh, which I think also works. And the host is Greg Olson former NFL tight end, uh, I believe long time with the Carolina Panthers and then the Bears. He gives a, a show very much like more than a club podcast where he shares unique perspectives of um, both being a player, obviously a professional football player, um, but also a parent, sports parent, and now a, a parent coach and someone trying to navigate youth sports who was dealing with a lot of the topics that we ended up talking about. So I think that'd be great for our coaches to hear. And then player homework, I'll take that one. For players who are listening, put your stick down. It's time to take a break. It's been a long run. Go to the beach, play some other sports, have fun. Even racehorses break down, so time to rest. Sounds good. I'll take that. Coach uh, Coach or Dr. Leahy, um, I'll ask you guys, what are you currently reading or listening to? Any recommendations for some of the downtime here at the end of the summer? Uh, Coach Kate. Yeah, I'm excited to finish reading a book that I started called Think Again uh, by Adam Grant. It's all about changing your approach to just different problems and seeing things in ways that you hadn't really considered. And this the book opens up with a story about a very famous story. Actually, I won't give it away, but uh, it was a group of wildlife firefighters and how they uh, how some of them survived and some didn't in a very dangerous situation. And the ones that survived did something that nobody had ever thought of doing before in order to do so. And it just makes you, you know, think about sort of translate real life scenarios into, um, you know, just things that you're dealing with in your own life, whether relationships or work or whatever it might be. So it's, it's a really great book. I'm excited to finish reading it once I get to the beach. Sounds good. I like how you started that. You're, I'm going to finish a book that I started. <laughs> uh, Coach Bill, any recommendations? Well, Coach Kate, I love that we have so much in common in our podcasts. You know, we both like the spooky stuff. We like lore. What was the one that we liked that stopped? Um, We liked the Unsolved Mysteries or no, the Haunted. I forget what it was. You were sending me one that was like a haunted story. You you know we're lacrosse out when we're sending each other lore, (laughs) spooky and Bigfoot uh, topics. But I think that I like to, uh, I'm a podcaster too, and I like to listen to books as well. So, and I'm usually lacrosse out. But what I found... What I in my older life here that I like is strategy, right? I like the winning and losing, whether it's war, 
which is unfortunate, but I do like, I'm a World War II total junkie. Uh, politics, the winning and losing and the strategizing, which I know can drive us all crazy in this day and age. And then in, in sports. So no matter where I find wins and losses or having to find a way to defeat someone else, I kind of like the idea of strategy. So I just crushed through on Netflix the two different episodes of, um, or series, I should say, of the great battles of World War II. <laughs> You're such a nerd. I know. Brian, Coach Harrington says that all the time. So I just went through this the full breakdown of like the Battle of the Bulge and the full breakdown of Dunkirk and why did Churchill decide what he, you know, his decisions and like, where did the armies move? And my son's like, what are you doing? Are you actually like drawing this out? I'm like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then when it's not strategic, I am a total D.B. Cooper junkie. The guy who jumped out of the airplane in the 1970s and hijacked the airplane and took the money. And 50 years later, they've never found him. That's such a wild story. There's Didn't they find the money, though? Parts of the money. You know, it's just something about the 70s and sticking it to the man and getting away with it. And just the whole deal is just bizarre. So Netflix just came out with another D.B. Cooper. And who was this guy? And how did he do it? So for all of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, go find D.B. Cooper. Coach Justin, you like that, huh? <laughs> All right, Coach Coop, bring us home. Great wrap-up. Thanks, gang. Good stuff. Yeah, thanks again to Coach Leahy for getting us together to help reflect and close down Season 3. We are so happy to continue with this project. We are going to continue the podcast somehow, some way. There are people downloading and listening every single day. I told my friend that the other day. He goes, no way. And I said, yeah. Every single day, there's dozens uh, to, to tens uh, to maybe hundreds of listeners. Um, and we haven't released uh, too much new. So people are finding our stuff somehow. Um, so keep sharing it. If there's a message that resonates with you, um, please pass it on. Podcasts are easy to share via text. Um, and the reviews are easy to write. So, you know, with that, just wanted to thank everyone. This is a wrap for episode 13 of season three. It's our last one for the summer and we're closing it down from Concha Hawken. wanted to thank Bar Luca, our first podcast sponsor, the best food in town. I wanted to thank Justin, our producer, co-host Kate Henwood and Coach Leahy. This is Coach Coop. Thank you for listening to the More Than a Club podcast and enjoy the rest of your summer. Nice work, gang. Thanks, Coach. That was fun.